It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Welcome back to the Locked On Pirates podcast, everybody. I am, of course, your host, Ethan Smith, and joining me on today's episode for the first time in a while, which is partially my fault, is, of course, Adam Bittner of the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. We are, of course, here with you on Friday the 13th. Make sure you go get your uh, tattoos. I know a lot of tattoo places all over the place are doing a lot of little specials, uh, so make sure you go get that. I was even thinking about getting a little Pirates logo right here on my wrist. I definitely thought about it, but it has to be smaller than a business card. But on today's episode, me and Adam are going to be talking about Oscar Marine's struggles in development and if it could be hindering the Pirates becoming a, a contender sooner rather than later, as well as the wonderful news to a lot lot of your ears that Cole Tucker was optioned and if his time in Pittsburgh is numbered as well as keys to victory this weekend against the Reds and if the Pirates can fix their Reds problem with all that said of course thank you for making me your first listen of the day every single day here on the Locked On Podcast Network where it is your team your Pittsburgh Pirates every day you can find this podcast on Spotify Odyssey Google Play YouTube and wherever else you find your podcast and after the intro hits we'll be right back. You are Locked On Pirates, your daily Pittsburgh Pirates podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Alrighty, everybody, and welcome back to the Locked On Pirates podcast. I am, of course, your host, who does the most, Ethan Smith, kind of going with like a modern and throwback look today. I forgot that I had this hat. I have the yellow version somewhere. I don't know where it is anymore, but, you know, I wish the Pirates would bring those back. I hope whenever they get their uh, City Connect jerseys, they kind of do that sort of thing. Um, But, of course, we are joined today by Adam Bittner of the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. He's been a busy man over there right now. Did the uh, Steelers schedule story over there today, so make sure you go check that out. Of course, the Steelers playing in five primetime games again this season as scheduled right now. So, fun times all around. But, Adam, how have you been? How are things over there in in Yinzerland, as I like to call it? Oh, you know, it's just been Pickett Palooza with Kenny Pickett getting drafted. Obviously, we've got, you know, all the Penguins nonsense going on. Um, So it's been a busy time and, uh, you know, it's a it's a fun time of year. It's a busy time of year, but it's a fun time of year before, um, you know, we get here into the summer. Oh, yeah. And of course, what comes with the summer is just the Pirates playing in Pittsburgh at some point. If the Penguins get eliminated, they're going to be the only team playing. And that's going to really be all that's going on. And that's why we're here to talk about the Pittsburgh Pirates today. And, of course, um, one thing that's been on my mind lately, and everybody on Twitter has seen that I've been meaning to talk about it, but I wanted a second opinion, was about Oscar Marine. Um, of course, a lot of people in Pirates Twitter are not very fond of Oscar Marine. I am one of them at this point. Um, I always pose this question to everybody, so I'll start with this question, Adam, is has there been a pitcher 
you've legitimately seen under Oscar Marine that has improved substantially since he's since he began in Pittsburgh? Certainly not on the bottom line numbers, right? Um, you know, there's there there are guys that you, it feels like every Pirates broadcast I watch these days, there are be a lot of excuses being made and a lot of well, you can see the progress here, you can see the progress here. Um, you know, I think we 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 heard that with JT Brubaker in his last start. Um, Mitch Keller, you know, I feel like <laughs> I feel like I'm with Groundhog Day with the guy because um, you know you. you People will focus on all the good things he does, no matter what bad things happen in a start. And I think, you know, I, I did write a piece for the Post Gazette earlier this week, um, kind of looking at some analytic trends. And I think there are some encouraging signs in, in Mitch Keller's profile. Um, you know, he's he's not getting a lot of hard contact. Um, you know, there, there's reason to believe that his numbers will regress positively um, and maybe get closer to a you know a respectable ERA, but. You know, we shouldn't that that shouldn't really be the bar for, for a guy at, at this point in his development. Right. Um, you know, he's he's the top hit was the top pitching prospect in the system. I think he's still the guy just because of his proximity to the big leagues that you should have the most hope for being good soon. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, because he's been in the big leagues. He's been around the block a few times. He should know um, he should know how to get the job done. But here we are sitting here you know, year three, year four of, of his career and, and still having these conversations about, um, oh, he's, he's close to breaking through, but he's not there yet. And I think that is a reflection, um, you know, of, of the development regime. Um, and, I, and I think he's kind of the person you hold up and say, well, you know, this Ben Sherrington regime was supposed to be great about development. They were supposed to get the most out of these young players. We weren't supposed to see the Tyler Glass now situations um, of the past where, you know, he just wasn't working out here, and it took the Rays to 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 get um, his best self out of him. You know, Mitch Keller's kind of that big example of a guy who's been in the big leagues for pretty much all of Ben Charrington's tenure, Oscar Marine's tenure here, um, and, and just has not produced. Um, you know, the the way someone of his pedigree is supposed to. So, um, you know, I think it starts with Keller, and then it trickles down to some other guys. I think it, it's probably not super fair to, to heap a ton of expectations on some of these other pitchers and, and Oscar Marine's ability to fix them, because I think in a lot of cases there there is a talent issue in this rotation and in this system still. Um, so, but but to your point, you know, it's not just about is this guy you know looking like Jacob Degrom out there. It's about showing improvement. It's about getting better. Um, it's about encouraging signs. And, you know, I, I, I think with few exceptions, you're not really seeing that. You're seeing guys just kind of be what they've always been. Um, and to me, that's not that's not what a solid development regime looks like. Well, and that's like what it boils down to for me as well, as you mentioned on the broadcast about making excuses, is I get it. This team is still rebuilding. None of these guys are really a finished product. A lot of the guys that are finished products are probably not going to be here once this team starts contending. Um, but at some point you have to stop making excuses, right? I mean, it's great to look at all the good things that Mitch Keller does, but what does it matter that, oh, he had five strikeouts, but he gave up five runs. I mean, that's improvement if you want to look at it that way. And a lot of it really boils down to the, uh, the old adage of a glass half full versus a glass half empty. You can look at the glass half full approach and say, okay, his velocity is up ticking. Um, 
he's not allowing that much hard contact. The home run ball has kind of boiled down a little bit with Mitch Keller this year. You could take all that. That's positives. Those are things that are good. But when the negatives still somehow outweigh the positives, there's obviously something wrong there, right? And that's not only just with Mitch Keller. He's usually the guy that they always pinpoint at for good reason. He was a top 100 prospect at one point. He's the guy that's kind of just the punching bag when it comes to this kind of stuff. And I'm sorry, but if they're going to choose somebody, I think Ben Charrington saw what happened with the Tyler Glasnow situation, even though he wasn't here. And they're going to select the pitchers before they select the coach. I just know that's going to happen. So one of the biggest questions I have about Oscar Marie at this point is, if not now, when does he eventually see himself out the door? Because if it doesn't improve this year, I really see no foreseeable future with him here because, as you mentioned, this whole regime is about development and everything the Pirates are doing is about development. So do they have to think about that if they really don't see some major improvements over the rest of this year? Yeah, I mean, you know, again, I think it's it's if you're if you're the Pirates and and we have seen this is this is a franchise that makes excuses, a lot of them. And, And I you know, this has become honestly kind of a a bugaboo for me is sitting there on the broadcast every night and listening to Greg Brown and Joe Block and and these guys, you know, talk about things that don't matter a whole lot. Like last night, uh, you know, one of those guys was making his big league debut and, and, you know, they talked about it like it was the greatest thing in the world in the game that they were getting, you know, beaten handily, couldn't get any hits, um, you know, and, and, and I think that especially is true with Mitch Keller. I saw Joe Block tweeting out about him having the sex seventh lowest exit velocity before his last start, um, you know, as if this is something people are supposed to, to give a crap about. And the fact is that they don't, and then people are not going to give a, a, a crap about this franchise until you can give them players to be excited about. And I think that's where the development, um, you know, is, is important because O'Neill Cruz, you, you could kind of go on the offense side too and say, What's going on with his development? He's he's a guy that many people thought should be in the big leagues to start the season. Why is he looking the way he's looking? Um, you know, why is why is the crown jewel prospect of the system right now scuffling in AAA, which they don't even regard as kind of a stop, you know, for for prospects anymore. Um, you know, until it's convenient for them to manipulate the service time. It's just there are many excuses piled on excuses with this franchise, and, and it makes you wonder will when will there be accountability when it's time. Um, or, or do these guys just believe in their process so much that the, the results that we all see every day don't matter? Um, you know, I think it'll be an interesting test for Ben Charrington if we continue on this path of, um, you know, is, is he willing to make changes? Is he willing to hold people accountable? Um, or is or is the attitude, you know, within the front office the same as the attitude we're getting from the broadcast booth, um, you know, where they're just going to take anything good and hold it up and, and almost gaslight people into thinking things are better than they are. Yeah, and, and again, too, with a lot of what you said is about this whole exit velocity thing and all these stats and stuff like that, casual baseball fans don't look at that stuff. They care about results like ERA. They care, like, most of the time, if a casual baseball fan is looking, like, say they're betting, right? Like, uh, that's one of our sponsors today, Bet Online, who we'll talk about later. Say they go to Bet Online, right, and they see today – for example, the Pirates, of course, continue their series with the Reds today. Um, I didn't even look at who they were pitching today yet, which is, oddly enough, Mitch Keller, right? So Tyler Malley has a 6-4-6 ERA, and Mitch Keller has a 6 ERA. 
the casual baseball fan or the betting baseball fans immediately going to go to that game and say, oh, the over is what? <laughs> over under eight? I'm probably taking that over. It's just because that's how it works. Like a lot of the things like that I know for the more deep baseball fans like myself, yeah, you look at exit velocity, you look at whip, you look at uh, WRC plus, you look at all those like stats like that. But if it doesn't start resulting in wins, which is ultimately what matters at the end of the day, I mean, you saw what happened to the Rays in the 2020 World Series. They got too analytically sound and it bit them in the ass. So it, it happens. But at the end of the day, Wins and losses are what matter. Do they matter right now? Not that much. I'm gonna be honest. This team's not a contender. But they, but they should matter with a guy like Mitch Cow. I mean, th- th- that's yeah. that's kind of the point that I think you're driving at is that, yeah. you know, do the do the results matter for this team, big picture this year? Probably not so much. Should they matter for a guy like Mitch Keller? Absolutely. And yeah. listen, I love I love the stats as much as as anyone. I love to see the way guys are trending. I love to dig into that stuff. I don't get to do nearly as much of it as sometimes I'd like to just because I end up being busy with the other teams and, and such. But, um, but yes, you have to put the, you have to put the numbers in context and, and when they become the only source of optimism with your pitching staff, that's a problem. Um, and, and it can't just be, you know, theoretically Mitch Keller should be pitching to like a four ERA. Maybe that can't, that can't be the only source. And, and, and right now it is. And, you're holding, you know, you, you're left with Joe Block holding up meaningless, um, you know, tertiary stats as as the whole ball of wax with Mitch Keller in, you know, year four of him being on this roster, and that's just yeah. unacceptable. Yeah, and it is. And at some point, uh, we're going to talk about another guy here in the next segment that also has kind of dealt with this. At some point, accountability has to be held, and I know it's based. I know they're taking their time. It's a rebuild. I get it. But at some point, as you mentioned, it's going to start mattering a lot more than I think they will know. And if some of these guys want to get better and need some energy to get better, maybe they should have a built bar, Adam. You never know. Maybe a built bar will spark development for some of these guys. Imagine dipping your finger into that plastic tub of birthday cake frosting and then opening your eyes and realizing that was only 150 calories and 16 grams of protein. That's what it's like to eat a birthday cake puff from Built Bar. I just received my birthday cake puffs. They're somewhere. I just checked my mail. I don't know where they went. And I have never had anything like them before. They're available right now, and we can't promise that they will be there tomorrow, so go get them today at Built.com. And if you haven't tried the puffs, I'll let you in on a little secret, because that's what friends do. A chocolate-covered marshmallow protein bar. Yeah, that's what I said. It's uh, literally a protein-infused marshmallow. Delicious flavored marshmallows covered in 100% real chocolate. So make every day your birthday. With Built's birthday cake puffs, Built has taken the delicious experience of biting into a fresh slice of birthday cake and robed it in 100% white chocolate and added sprinkles. And with 150 calories, 16 grams of protein, and only 9 grams of sugar, this limited-time flavor is an amazing option if you are looking for a healthy way to get flavor and variety in your day. Of course... Go to Built.com. Go get them now. They're awesome. And make sure you use the promo code LOCK15 to get 15% off of your first order when you invest in the best protein bars on planet Earth. So we were talking about accountability, Adam. And uh, a lot of people rejoiced yesterday uh, when they found out that Cole Tucker was option for Rodolfo Castro. Um Again, I have attributed Cole Tucker's career over the last year or so to saying, yeah, the Pirates have Vanessa Hudges' boyfriend on their team. 
Uh, that's pretty much what I say. Uh, he's had his ups and downs. He had a good spring training. It looked like he might have had a little uptick in that. We saw the same thing with Kevin Newman last year, and the two stories are very similar. Um, so he was optioned to AAA, and a good amount of people think that this is going to lead to something else eventually uh, with him probably getting DFA'd. But do you think his time in Pittsburgh is numbered at this point with just the plethora of options that they have at their disposal in the middle infield? Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's it's a complicated question for me because he's still a former first-round pick. Um, you know, he, he should, in theory, have some pedigree. I think it, it's – I think you don't want to rush into DFAing a guy when you have plenty of clowns on your 40-man roster otherwise as well. Um, you know, I, I think we saw that progress Adam's late last season. <laughs> What'd you say? I said, you're not holding back today. You almost said the F word on the podcast. You're calling people clowns in the 40 man roster. I'm for oh, it. I didn't, I didn't know. I, I, I wasn't planning to say the, uh, the F word. <laughs> um, yeah, but no, the, I mean, there are, that, it's true. There are, there are clowns on this roster and, and many of them, I don't think have the upside of Cole Tucker. How much upside does Cole Tucker have? I don't know, but he's got more than some of these guys. And, and, and so then that leaves you with, um, you know, if you can option him and you can stash him on this 40 man and you can, you know, maybe work on some of those things that were working late last season and in spring training and see if you can get them to translate to triple a pitching and then maybe bring them back up one more time. I can see it happening. Um, you know, so, so I would, I would say I, I would still be a little bit surprised if they moved on from him right now. Um, but the next chance is the last chance for sure. Um, because there are, you know, even, Speaking of what you know, what they say on the broadcast, you know, Joe Block was talking, you know, about how this, you know, there's other guys on this roster that that play his position, and and you know, if if you're not going to produce at that spot, you know, you're gonna you're gonna get shuffled out. So I think he still might get one more shot, but but that's it, and and you know, the time to go is now. Yeah, and I mean, it's also sad that realistically his role on this ball club was, oh, Jake Marisnik's on the 10-day IL going right field. That That's that's kind of like what his role was at this point. And it's upsetting because, I mean, again, as you said, it's very annoying um, to see it, mainly because of the fact that, again, former first-round pick. You, lo- you look at the former first-round picks here. Michael Chavis was a former first-round pick from Ben Charrington's time in Boston, and he's kind of revitalized his career a little bit here. And you enjoy to see that, but you would like to see it from a guy like Cole Tucker, who they invested so much time in, invested a lot of their efforts into as well, and have given him chances. That's the thing that's a lot different from what other things I see is you see sometimes across baseball, these top prospects never really get a real shot. And it, it's unfortunate that they don't get that real shot. But Cole Tucker, time and time and time again, has been handed the keys. He just never drove. He, he just stayed parked. He stayed in neutral. And staying in neutral now is catching up to him, which is something that I kept saying about this year was the cool thing about this team, albeit they can't beat the freaking Reds for some reason, is they play hard every single day. And there's options everywhere that they have that they didn't have last year. They have these options now, like when Kevin Newman comes back to shuffle things around, to look at a lineup and say, this lineup's not terrible. It's not bad. We're not just throwing guys out here to throw them out here. That's one thing that I'm starting to like to see, even though I would like to see Michael Chapes play every day, because he should play every day, because his bat is on fire. But again, I agree with you too. I think the next chance that he gets is his last one. And 
what he has to do to prove it, I don't know. I think at best at this point, he's a bench guy on a contending team for us. If like if he's still here at that point, I don't ever see him as a starter in this lineup for us being a contender. I just don't. Not with the likes of Diego Castillo, Neil Cruz, Nick Gonzalez, Leo Piguero, all those guys. I just don't see him being a starter. But there's no wrongs here if he does figure it out and he's a good bench bat to have on a contending team that might push you over the hump in September in two years. Yeah, I mean, it's difficult because there, you know, there are some guys that are well behind him in line and and the question becomes, you know, does he hold a roster spot from one of them? Um, you know, getting back to to the development point, I think we're still a long way from um, you know, some of those guys necessarily pushing past him um and and being, you know, obviously better options. I think basically at this point you're you're betting more on upside, right? You know, with with some of these names and that they haven't had the same shot that Cole Tucker has. And that's why they now deserve the shot that he got. And he's going to have to earn his way into their spots rather than the other way around. Um, so it's going to be difficult for him. Um, you know, but I, I do still think that they're going to make every effort to try to make this work, um, you know, through the end of it, you know, at least 2022, if it doesn't, you know, if we haven't seen anything by the end of this year, then, then, you know, I, I would not be surprised to see him left off the 40 man for next year, but um, you know, I, I do think given the state of the 40 man roster, you're going to see him hang around, even if, you know, I under, I certainly understand, you know, Pirates fans who, who, who are not about that and, and feel like they've seen enough and you're justified in saying that, but, um, you know, just in terms of the time investment in the, in the draft capital, all of that, um, you know, it, it makes sense to at least see if you can squeeze something out the rest of the season. Yeah, and I see no issue with that, right? I mean, there's no issue in hoping that he figures it out because he he may very well figure it out. There's a possibility that he does. Um, but I think it's one of those things you just have to play by ear, see how he does in AAA, as you mentioned, see if he can catch up to the pitching down there, fix some things. You never know. Maybe he fixes it and I eat my words in two months. Who knows? I ate my words last week about the uh, Reds and Pirates series when I called them the lowly Reds. Uh, so I won't make that mistake again. But if you want also to go bet on the Pittsburgh Pirates this weekend where they have three games in PNC Park against the Cincinnati Reds, make sure you go to Bet Online. Our partners at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all of your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest odds, news, and sports developments, including this year's NBA playoffs, NHL playoffs, MLB scores, fights, and even next season's NFL futures. Bet Online is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. And of course, Bet Online is where the game starts. So now enough of the kind of off-field stuff and development stuff. What in the world, man? What, what, what's Can they not beat Cincinnati? Are we just fine against everybody else outside of the NL Central? We just can't beat anybody in the NL Central except the Cubs, I guess, this year? I, I, I don't know. What are the keys to victory, Adam? You got you got to settle me down here because I mean, it's getting kind of infuriating watching this team lose to the Reds. Albeit again, much better roster than their record says, but these are the kind of games they have to start winning, right? I mean, i I don't necessarily believe that that Cincinnati is really in an altogether different place th- than Pittsburgh. I think they got off to a terrible start. Um, but it was a historically terrible start, and teams don't generally stay that 
that bad, three and twenty-two to start, and, and you're seeing, you know, kind of that positive regression happen to the Pirates, right? And I think maybe with the Pirates, you're seeing a little bit of, you know, negative regression. I think they're probably, you know, very similar teams, and and you know, I'd be surprised if there's more than five games between them at the end of the season, just because I think they're both pretty poor. And you know, I'd also be surprised if if the series doesn't end up being competitive by, you know, the end of the season. Um, but you know, if you're the pirates and you don't score any runs like you did, you know, Thursday night, that's just the way it's going to go for you. Right. You, and, and we've seen that as a consistent pattern with this team is when they lose, it's because they're not scoring runs. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's not complicated. It's, it's the same formula over and over again. This lineup can go and, and produce nothing on, you know, seemingly in every other night basis. So, um, you know, when, when you, when you put that up against, you know, the, the, the Reds positive regression that they're, they're due to have, you know, I'm kind of not surprised that the things have gone the way they've gone in the past week. Um, you know, in the same way, I'm not surprised that the, the Pirates were able to take two out of three from the Dodgers from the opposite perspective, right? Because the Dodgers were playing at such a high level, um, that, you know, it's, it's even for the best teams in baseball, it's not necessarily sustainable, that's just how math kind of works out in big sample sizes. Sometimes you get these odd quirks, um, you know, but I think, you know, I don't see a whole lot of reason to think that the Reds and Pirates are that far apart, um, you know, over the long haul. So that in theory, they should start picking up some more wins, but um, you know, it, it doesn't surprise me when they do lose because I don't think the Reds are that much worse than the Pirates at all. Oh yeah. And again, I will say that too. It's not like they're not, that much worse or that much better than the pirates either. That's like where it's like evenly matched at this point. But when I was watching the game last night and watching the games this past weekend, it didn't even seem evenly matched. It just felt like the pirates were getting outmatched every single game. And uh, my favorite stat lately is the fact that when the pirates score five or more runs, they're now nine and one in such games. Uh, so I would say keys to victory score five runs. But it's also a lot to ask from this team, too, I will be honest. Uh, but as mentioned earlier, we get Tyler Malley and Mitch Keller tonight. Uh, of course, on Saturday, we get Luis Castillo, who's making, I believe, his second start of the year. He pitched four and two-thirds in his debut the other day, coming back from injury against Zach Thompson. And then the Sunday game features Hunter Green and Jose Quintana. So do you have any predictions on what the Pirates could be doing here? Uh, in terms of wins, losses with this weekend series, anything you think might happen that's crazy? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, I, I, I'm going to go predict that, that we, we see a solid Mitch Keller start tonight. Um, you know, that, that, that he does he does what he's done for so long and, and teases you a little bit. Um, and, and another thing is, speaking of regression, I think – the Jose Quintana, um, you know, I also wrote about this earlier this week. Um, you know, some of his peripherals are kind of the opposite of Keller's. So I think maybe this weekend we'll start seeing, you know, Mitch Keller get a little bit better. Jose Quintana maybe get a little bit worse. And, um, you know, hopefully the, 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 the Pirates can get, you know, a couple of – get those guys to at least a point where they're pitching to reasonable numbers and they're consistent starters for for this team um, and, and – and, yeah, hopefully that's a trend you start seeing this weekend. Oh, yeah, of course. And, I mean, again, the offense, man, I keep preaching it. When you're starting pitching is struggling like it is for the Pirates, you got to give these guys support. And I know, again, not the greatest lineup for offense at all. It's not. But we'll see. I don't know. Um, I mean, 
Also, I was going to say, jokingly, I think Mitch Keller is going to have a good start tonight because nobody's going to be watching it in Pittsburgh. <laughs> so he's not going to have that pressure of feeling like everybody's watching him. He's just going to be like, oh, cool. I can just go out here. The Penguins are doing something across the city. I'll be all right. Um, but anyways, Pirates Reds to finish out the week. Uh, I believe I predict. I forgot what my prediction was. Uh, I already know it's probably wrong because I said that they were going to get swept by the Dodgers and they won two out of three, which was a pleasant surprise. Um, but Adam, what do you have going on over at the Post Gazette over the next couple of weeks? As you mentioned, in this busy time in Yinzerland, and tell the fine people where they can find all of your work as well. Yeah, you can find me um, on Twitter at FujiMaster24. All of my work appears at post-gazette.com. Um, been doing some some Steelers draft deep dives, talking to beat writers who covered uh, the players the Steelers picked. Um, in college, getting some insight from from people who who know them best. Um, I've also been you know doing some odd odds and ends pirate stuff here and there. So um, check out the website. Obviously, we're going to have plenty of game six coverage as well later tonight. Uh, Jason Mackey is actually at the arena, stepping into his old beat. So um, stay tuned for all that. And and you know next week we'll we'll wrap up that Steelers series and possibly be looking ahead to a, you know, a next Penguin series. Nice. Well, there we go. Lots of stuff going on in Pittsburgh. The Pirates play, of course, tonight at 635. Make sure you go check out Hunter Hodes over at Locked On Penguins. He will have a lot of your Game 6 coverage over here at the Locked On Podcast Network, where it looks like Crosby, Raquel, Dumoulin, and Jari are all going to be out. So we'll see. But you saw what happened the last time they were in Pittsburgh. They didn't lose. So, Let's hope that they don't lose tonight. Let's hope for a Pirates win and a Penguins win. Of course, thank you guys for making me your first listen of the day every single day here on the Locked On Podcast Network. You can follow me on Twitter at MVP underscore Ethan or at Locked On Pirates. And with that said, guys, I will see you guys on uh, tomorrow, actually. I'm doing a weekend episode and then on Monday with Gary, as always. And until then, I will see you guys on the flip side. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.